We ain't gotta go to your mama house. We that's probably why Marie killed her ass. Bitch, we ain't gotta be I'm already obsessed with you. I don't need you to be around other people that's gonna take your attention away from me. You already be fucking around and leaving me for boys to go do God <laughs> whatever with up with a with a pussy that I'm ex, up I'm obsessed with. And then you obsessed about this this dude that ain't even single. And I'm trying, I'm trying to give you my heart. You know, and now you gotta bring me around <laughs> family, and they gotta take your damn attention too. Like nah, I'm, I'm sick of your shit, Alex. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Don't Go In There, Girl podcast. I am Miss B, and I am Tuds, and I am glad we are here, finally back to be doing some episodes. It's been a rough goddamn time. Yeah, you know, we uh we took a little bit of month off because we had to, you know, adult and do things and you know, we're back and um how's everything been on your end, girl? I'm tired of adulting. I'm tired of working. I'm I'm tired of just doing stuff. Basically, that's it. <laughs> just not anything in in like specifics or I'm just tired. I'm I'm just tired and all I want to do is just lay on a beach and eat frozen grapes and wake up and do the same thing again. I'm, I'm tired. But other than that, everything's been good. <laughs> what about with adulthood you? Is, adulthood is the worst hood. It's the ghetto. It it's the ghetto. Absolute ghetto. Like, who wanted to live here? You know, we used to want to be adults when we well, were we, we wanted to live here. We wanted to. And then when we got here, we were just like, oh, Huh. The shit. real estate's not that good. This kind of a bad area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this shit is overrated. Yeah. The rent is too goddamn it really, high. Like it is. It is. It is. Um, you know what? April hit. I'm doing well. I was doing fine in March, and then I had a little rough patch, like just dealing with just like personal stuff, and I had to get my mind right because you know I was thinking about things, and I was just like, okay. Which we got to get it together. So just, you know, trying to just kind of stay on that path. And like, whenever I feel anything that's going to make me feel bad and just kind of fuck up my mental, I need to find ways to proactively stop that because then that stops what I'm doing. So, but other than that, just, you know, trying to find a plan to just kind of stay on course. I'm good, girl, you know, I'm good working, trying to just stack money. I got a new weave. I see that. I got a new weave. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't got my weave see- yet. I'm still doing my natural. No, it's you know what though, but the TWA is cute. It's cute. It's freeing. It's light. Cause I know it's gonna get hot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a while, I'm gonna get tired of combing this little short ass hair. So eventually, I'm gonna get my crochet hair back on. But well, that's the beauty of being a woman and a black woman. Just you know, you can just switch it up whenever you want to, and just do what you want to do, girl. So yeah. But tonight's episode, the movie we are talking about, I am super excited to talk about this. <laughs> yes. So, guys, the movie that we are going to be discussing tonight is High Tension. It's a French horror film that came out in 2003. And I think um, the first time, I I feel like I've only watched this movie once. Mm -hmm. And I've probably seen 
bits and pieces of it like later. But the, when I did see it was back in 2005. So that's a that's a while ago. We're talking about well over 15 years, 15, 16 years. Yeah. And so I saw it again um, last night so I could have fresh eyes and, you know, just kind of remember what um, I seen. And I got to say, Ted, um, when I seen this movie first, I, I want to say I was 22, mm-hmm. 23, depending on the month I seen it, I can't recall. And now seeing it with 38 year old eyes, I see this movie a little differently because at first when I seen it, I was like, Ooh, this is the shit. And it's still got some parts that's still the shit, but like, I think now I seen it where I was scrutinizing a little bit more like, what? There's just some parts I was kind of like, huh? <laughs> what about you? I, I honestly, because, you know, I'm operating on 45 year old brain over here. Um, I don't remember when I first saw this movie. I just know when I first saw it, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. And watching it again, just today, like just before, we're recording this podcast. I also did it with like scrutinizing eyes. Like I didn't do it just to watch mm-hmm. it and like enjoy it. I, I watched it just to see, like pay more attention to stuff that was going on. Um, there were a couple of parts where I was like, hmm. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I still very much enjoyed it. Like, especially as I know there were a lot of people that had some issues with the plot twist. Um, I honestly still don't, but I can see how people do now. Um, Yeah. But there's still a lot of things in this film that kind of make me still be a little bit all right with what they did with the plot twist. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely ready to get into it. There's definitely a a scene or two where I'm just like, "Uh, how? And uh, for I, I know we have people listening to us that have seen it. And for those who haven't, we're going to, I guess, kind of go over the movie a little bit, summarize it, and then we will kind of dissect some things and talk about the movie so y'all can kind of understand what the hell we're talking about. OK, so this movie was uh, it's a French film, French horror film. And um, the sub the subgenre, excuse me, is called what, what do they call it? This is the French, French extremity. French. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a subgenre, I guess, like in the late, um, the late nine or the nineties, early two thousands. There was kind of like this uh, push out of French horror films. Uh, one of my favorite ones that would be in that genre was probably two uh, Martyrs mm-hmm. and um, the Catacombs. Like those were two movies, two French horror films that were in that subgenre that um, I watched and Martyrs, I very much so enjoyed. So um, this movie would be in that genre and it was directed by Alexander Aja. Is that how we said his yeah. name? Yes. And, um, it, came out in, it came out in 2003. And um, what other movies did you say he um, directed? He directed High Tension. He also directed the 2006 remake of The Hills Have Eyes. He also directed Mirrors. He directed uh, Piranha 3D. He directed a movie called Horn starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe for you Harry Potter folks out there that, you know, he, he starred in that. Um, and then he also uh, directed, uh, Mr. Aja also directed the movie Crawl, which came out in 2019. Okay, so we are dealing with an experienced director oh, yeah. in this movie. 
Okay, so it's so the plot of this movie, um, it start well. The plot of the movie is two friends, and um, I think these friends they are in university or some kind of school together. So we have Alexia and Marie. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the movie starts out very strange. You see, you see somebody. You see the back, of the head of somebody, and um, there. Uh, what is what is this person saying over and over? Nothing can keep oh, us apart. I, so we'll always I won't let anyone come between us. Uh, what she said, I wrote it down. I won't let anyone come between us anymore. And she repeats that yeah. over and over. Over and over. And then, so you see the back of this person's head and we can assume it's a woman. And then we see um, a recording, uh, like a camcorder in front of her. And is I guess she's being recorded or saying something. And then um, then we see a next scene, is a, a woman running through the woods running through the like woods the like she's running away. yes and she's because the short hair mm-hmm. uh, running away from something we see a car swerve something happens and then she wakes up she's in the back of the car and it is um marie mm-hmm. she's in the back of the car and alexia's driving and she's talking about like she just had the weirdest dream like she's been having crazy dreams whatever and you know they're pretty much talking about i guess what they do socially like boys and them hanging out and so uh what they're they're on the road right now and they're going to alexia's family's house alexia her family has um a farmhouse so uh, i'm assuming just based off the conversation it seems like they probably go to university more in the city because marie's kind of like you know like what is this like how's it out here like what's yeah. going on she was hating and, um, all that place like before she even got there like oh my god if i had yeah. been here i would die i'm like it's the country yeah you'll be fine. I mean, it's the country. So um, yeah, they're on their way there. And you can tell it's kind of, um, I mean, it's a farmhouse. So it's not like neighbors all around. They're going to kind of be secluded to themselves. Um, So they're en route there. And while they're en route there, the next scene, doesn't it cut to that crazy scene? So yeah, so it's (laughs) it's they they're driving in the car, they're headed to the house, and then you see a brief scene with um, uh, Alex's little brother and mom are outside, and then you see the scene with (laughs) with the truck, this really weird Jeep, and and, and this truck, great value. Yes, I don't know where Jeep is. Yeah, I don't know where the creeper got his truck, but this person got their truck from that place too, that same dealership. Because I was just like, this is Jeepers Creepers truck's cousin. Because this was... <laughs> this was this like, was a later you? model. Because, you know, the Jeepers Creepers truck was Jim Crow, you know, version. And then this, this version had to have been sometime around like the 90s or the 2000s. So it's like almost like an updated version of the Jeepers Creepers car. But oh, it's... Jim Crow Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Crow Jr. Or, or, or the same Jim Crow that Brian Kemp's doing with the uh, voting reform here in Georgia, but that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother just it's, it's that model. But but we right? see we see this truck. Um and inside this truck is this burly ass man, man. Um, who is getting some really aggressive head. And, uh-huh. and, and talking all kind of just really aggressive French. Because mm-hmm. French is usually like a really lovely language, but this French was aggressive. It was just like, <laughs> it was crazy. 
sorry for anybody who is French. I didn't mean to disrespect. I just, it, it was just nuts. Just the, just the audible sensation that was happening to me while this man was, and the head was aggressive. Yeah, it was the, just like yeah, the fellatio was not nice fellatio at all. He like I at one point I thought the head was gonna dissolve into his body like that's that's how he was like, and I'm like okay, um, and then he like he he throws the head outside the door and you like it's it's a fucking decapitate like he's getting the head from a decapitated literal head. <laughs> He, it, this isn't even like the figurative he is he is literally yeah. doing head because it was a head. head from a head you and then this? he drives off you, you, down you see this hand come yeah you see the hand come out the door with the head which and speaking of the jeepers creepers truck we had a similar jeepers creepers situation i want to say this this was part two no, it was no, it's part yeah, it was, one. It was part one yeah. when he picked that cop's head off the ground and molested it, kissed the head, <laughs> yeah, to take the tongue and threw it out. So we got two similarities. We got uh, this crazy Jim Crow car and uh, decapitation sex. Weird. I don't know what's up it's with weird. serial killers and their need to just like. I don't know what's up with that. Like they have to the associate like the violence and the sex together. But hey, if, you know, if, I guess he was he was just getting started. He was getting ready to do his thing, and he he needed to relieve some tension. So, um, uh, yeah, you know. some high tension. Okay, and so um, I guess in the next scene, um, the girls arrive to Alexia's family's house and. You know, they have pleasantries, you know, um, she, Alexia introduces Marie to her parents. So you have the mom, dad, and then her younger brother. Uh, take her in the house, take her to a room, you know, she gets her own room. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. um, and um, what happens? Did they, did they have dinner? Or did uh, I just make that up? No, they, they got there really, really late. Um, and so, um, they were going to take, go to sleep and study the next morning. Yeah. And so uh, they wound up, um, she wound up being introduced to the dad. Um, Alex introduces Marie to the dad. Um, and Marie puts, not Marie, uh, Alex puts her brother down to go to sleep. Um, and then they're mm -hmm. talking um, just about, you know, shooting the shit. Um, still all up in Marie's business about the guy she dates and all this kind of oh, shit. Oh yeah, she talks about the guy and then, uh, you know, and then Alex is like, well, what about that guy? And it's just like, I mean, unless you're just like totally, totally just naive, you can pick up that Marie does not like guys at all, you know? And it's something crazy that Alex said, because when she was talking about the guy, she, it was, it was kind of some chicken head shit. She was like, well, he has a girlfriend so he must be interesting that somebody wants him. Like she wouldn't want him if he was single, but she wants him even more that somebody wants him. And I'm just like, yeah, what kind of whole shit is that? Yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Like their, their conversations during this film are interesting and kind of like ease you into what might be going on by the end of mm -hmm. the film. But in this particular conversation, 
Alex says, the problem is he's got a girlfriend that he doesn't want to split up with. And Marie said, well, why are you so interested then? And then Alex is like, someone who's taken must be worth it, right? Like, I'm skeptical of single guys. And I'm like, bitch, something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Something something is wrong with you. Like, you don't like and then something. Um, I understand. So yeah, I basically wrote that, notes that Alex ain't shit. That's what I wrote. Alex ain't shit. Yeah, and then um, something, even though Marie kept saying it playfully, I noticed she said it a few times, like, you're a slut. And I know sometimes, you know, people could be like, girl, you you acting like a hoe, you big hoe, we be play. So I'm just like, maybe she's just being playful, but she kept calling her a slut. And it's like, okay. At all. Pay, pay attention to them conversations. That bitch wasn't being playful at all. She straight up was telling her. She was being petty. You was a hoe, you was a slut, you bitch and then she left because <laughs> she was like i'm about to go outside and smoke because she used the stank ass and i gotta go outside so mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so she goes outside and she goes and smokes and then she comes back in and she goes upstairs um and then she proceeds to put on some music and starts to masturbate mm -hmm. i don't know what that scene was about but it was necessary for them to leave it in um yeah so while while marie is masturbating to reggae i thought that was also a very interesting choice like i did think that was funny too he was masturbating to reggae like i don't know if i i don't find reggae that sexy like i know you got your little dirty wine and stuff like but i don't find it sexy enough to pleasure myself to but i have never listened to patra i have never listened to beanie man buju spice Bob Marley and was just like, let me, you know, strum the guitar. I just never, it just never moved me. Just wasn't the type of music, but whatever, that's her thing. And you know what was so crazy seeing this movie now? Seeing the, um, was that a cassette player Walkman or was that a like a CD Walkman? I couldn't tell what it was, but I was just like, wow, we used to really have, cause it, it looked like it was a square. So I was just like, but the Walkman was kind of like square-ish and then like a square circle kind of thing, but whatever. It, but when I looked at it, I was just like, wow, we really used to listen to music on shit like that. That's crazy. So, so while she's um, getting off, um, we start to see a car, we cut to another scene and we see the Jeepers, Creep ugh, Jeepers Creepers truck come up into to the house, pull up to the house. And then um, a knock. So somebody comes up to the door. And then Marie, she kind of stops everything she's doing. Look out the door to see, you know, just being nosy. Yeah, because he's ringing so the doorbell like a crazy person. So, yeah. And it's late. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's late. Um, so he comes up there. The dad, he gets up, you know, startled because everyone's asleep. I think the dad was wearing the mom's robe. <laughs> Like when he came down the stairs, because you know, he's just like, let me grab something nice and fuzzy, so, you know. So he opens the door, and like, this is one of those doors where it kind of has like two doors. Not, I don't want to say it's a screen door, but you have an initial door, and then you have the door on the outside, and it's like, um, kind of open because it, um, it's like a what do you call that? Gate, like a gate type, like a gate, yeah, yeah, but it was open. So, you know, he, he comes up and he's like, hello. And then we see 
the guy, the big burly guy in the Jeepers Creepers truck, his hand goes up and it comes down. And we realize soon that he, uh, it must have been like a knife because dude was cut up. Um, Alex's was a, dad. Uh, they they straight, cut up. straight razor that he had. He slashed him. Okay, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Face cut up, hand cut up. Um, and you know, he's just an agony. So the guy enters the house and Alex, not Alex, Marie is pretty much like, what the fuck? Cause she's seen this. So he comes in there and the, he killed the damn dog too. Like what kind of bastard? Like they, yes, the family had a dog. His the killer was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was just like, uh, that's it. You're done. You're canceled. Like you're making too much noise. Killed the dog quickly. Um, so meantime, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Marie is scrambling, just trying to hide and figure whatever out. And then one of a dope kill scene. So the dad is trying to run up the stairs. The killer has got him. Then he takes the dad and puts his head in the, uh, what do you call those? The, the stairway. Yeah. The, the bars on the stairway. The bars on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I really should have looked this up and looked up vocabulary words, I swear to God. And then takes his head, puts it there, and takes his foot and kicks it, presses his foot with a lot of pressure. So now you got the dad's head and neck stuck in the barway. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we've all seen dogs do this stupid shit or children get their heads stuck there. So dad's head is stuck out there. So in he can't move. His head just out there. His body's on the staircase. And then this man gets this big old heavy antique looking dress. It's like one of them heavy ass dresses. Like if you were to move, like you would need like faux niggas to get it out. And moves the dresser in the way of this man's face and knocks his head off, decapitates him. I was just like, what a... I was like, what a remarkable kill scene. I was just like, it was too much. What, what did this man do to deserve this? This man said something about your mama. Did you owe this man? This man owe you some money? Like, what, what this man did? Yeah. That, you know. It, yeah, and it, it made you believe it's just like, because I, I believe unless somebody's just like a maniac, like when you kill somebody like that, it's like, it's personal. Like what happened? You mm-hmm. sliced him. You killed his dog in front of him. You embarrassed him by taking his head and pressing it with your foot through the stairway bars. And then you decapitate him with a drawer. Wow, girl. But it was a great gore scene. It was. So Marie, was. Marie up there scrambling. She's scrambling, trying to figure out what to do, how to hide, whatever. And um. So the killer proceeds to go upstairs, walks over the body, go upstairs and see, you know, what's cracking, who else is up there. And um, while this was happening, Marie did something that I thought was uh, kind of fucking brilliant. Um, she started to clear, what did she, I think she put a dresser over something like a doorway or something. He was she trying put a dresser to move through. the dresser um, so she couldn't plug up the phone, but she couldn't move it. So she moved it back. Um, and then mm-hmm. she fixed the room 
as if nobody was living or, or staying in the room. So she took her clothes, and yeah. she put them in a bag, she put them up, she fixed the blanket and stuff, made it look like nobody was sleeping there. She even wiped the water wiped out of the sink with a, t- with a towel. Um, it was it was brilliant. I was like, I never would have thought to do that. My ass would have mm-hmm. been like, look, let me go hide in one of these other rooms and then, you know, <laughs> get my ass out of here. Sorry, gotta step over this dead body and this dead dog, but I ain't fuck out of here. But I never hey. would have thought, you know, let me make it look like nobody don't like stay in here. You know, I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I did too. So the killer, he goes to her damn room. And, um, you know, at first I, I thought like when she was hiding, because the last scene we see before uh, it cuts to the scene where he is entering her room, it's her in the bathroom. I was like, I know her ass didn't go in that bathtub, like, cause you're not gonna be that smart and clean everything. Cause that's like what it looked like. Like she hid in the bathtub. Like maybe he'll think this shit is so pristine and unlived in like no one is here. Right. So right. he comes in there and um, he's just like really like just slowly looking around the room, just looking for something. And um, something that I found interesting, like the way Alex had, um, cleaned everything he's going over the bed like taking his hand going over the bed to just like meticulously like just see how smooth it is or has anyone been in there Mm -hmm. just investigating everything with a very keen eye goes into that bathroom she had her own personal bathroom takes his hand touches the sink touches the uh faucet like he was just being i was just like huh this is something and then goes to the tub and I was just like, oh, Jesus, because I just knew this bitch was in this tub. Opens the tub and she ain't in there. And I was just like, good. Like, she's too smart for this shit because you can't be that meticulous as far as trying to make the room look that clean to just be laying your ass in the tub hoping he don't get you. So, um, <laughs> so um, you know, he goes back and he's investigating. And I guess he was just like, ain't nobody in here. So he is about to walk out. And I don't know if he heard something or felt something. And he's like, let me go back in this motherfucker yeah, one more time. That bitch. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so he go back. He pulls up the uh, the mattress to see, uh, I guess, the box under the box spring. He don't see nothing. Then he goes to look under the bed. He don't see nothing. So then he's going to get up and leave. But while he's leaving, I guess he only looked at one part of under the mattress. I mean, under the bed, because you start to see her leg kind of pull down. So I don't know, maybe she like had her whole body tucked in fetal style. Like she made herself into a ball so he couldn't see her because then she relaxes her legs and he walks out and he closes the door. So she's safe. So then does he go to Alex's room or does he go to the mother's room? He goes to Alex's room. He goes- yeah yeah because the mom after and he wakes her up like he goes in her room he feels on her face you know how crazy people do they do that little oh and then he felt on her face and then he put that goddamn straight razor up to her and she woke up and he told her shh (laughs) and i was like oh fuck and then you hear like (laughs) a bunch of it's weird like you hear her like screaming and making noise and you hear a bunch of yeah and I'm like, yeah, so happening is right she now? being assaulted? Right. Are they fighting? You just like, you don't know what's going on. And um, the mother, 
I guess when all the commotion was happening downstairs with the dad and then Alex, it made her get up out, you know, her room to investigate. Of course, the little boy, he opened the door pretty much like, fuck going on? She like, get your ass back to bed. Mind your business. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody asked for you to come out here. Stay your ass in the bed. Yes. Yes. And so uh, one of the next scenes, um, next big scene, we see um, what happened. Eventually, did that man leave Alex's room? Yes. So um, Marie went downstairs. Like she's hearing screaming and stuff. And this is like after the mom um, has gone mm -hmm. downstairs. Um, Marie goes downstairs and she hears a bunch of screaming and shouting. Um, she goes to the parents' bedroom. Um, mm -hmm. And because she sees that little, I guess that little, uh, the base of, for like a cordless phone. But when she got in mm -hmm. her room, she couldn't find the phone. Um, and so mm -hmm. she hears all this noise and stuff outside. So she goes to hide in the, the closet, in the parents' closet. And she, she hides in the parents' closet and then you hear the mama crawling into the bedroom. Like she's obviously been injured or assaulted in some kind of way by a nasty man that was downstairs or whatever. And she comes in and she goes right to the phone. So she finds the phone, she's getting ready to call. Um, and she stands up and she's looking at the closet. And I think she sees Marie in the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, but as she's looking at the closet, the killer comes in the room and just slashes her damn throat with the straight razor. Um, and and, so and, I mean, and not like just, and it wasn't like a slash. He he right. went in there. He was like, I'm getting in this neck as yeah. deep as I can. And just the way it cut, it was like so gross. And it wasn't mm -hmm. like, you know, sometimes you think with the movie, when someone slits a throat, it's like a clean cut. Like this was a jagged, like he yeah. clearly didn't sharpen that knife. That knife has some rust on it. Like, cause the neck wound was just, it was really gross and jagged. It wasn't like a clean slit. And so Marie is in the closet, just seeing all this and she's got to be quiet. You know, she's trying to cover her mouth. And it's one of those closets that have like the slits in it. So you can see everything. So the mama probably seen her, she sees the mom. She got to be quiet. And it cuts to a scene where we're just seeing the exterior of the closet. And then you just mm -hmm. see all the splatter of blood because it's like he's doing more stuff because the mother is still screaming. Mm -hmm. There's like this is this blood splatter is not just coming just from the neck. So um, she's screaming and then you see it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. like, and she falls and, you know, it's a, you know, a dead white woman on the floor and um. The killer leaves the room and when he leaves the room and Marie knows he's gone, she comes out the closet. There's blood everywhere. Mama's neck is open and her hand is gone. So it's like, what did you need to do that for? Yeah, because that bitch was about to use the phone. So I had to cut that bitch hand off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I saw <laughs> no that's why i saw it too it's like <laughs> it's like bitch bitch you about to use that phone all right this, you know what this is what we gonna do so not only we gonna take your throat box from you we gonna cut your hand off as well because you're trying to do the most you're trying to do too much and i got people to kill up in here 
So I was like, I, I couldn't have even imagined what else he was doing to this woman. But when they showed that, that like that briefness with that hand laying right there and the phone was right there, I was like, God damn, this is nice. I, I, this is, this was, I'm sorry. Y'all. I was just excited. It was no, no, for as far as gore, it, as far as gore and being crazy, it was wonderful. But I was just like, again, kind of like the dad, it's like, because right now, this and, and you know what I like? I like that within 20 minutes of this movie, shit started to pop off. Yeah. That's what I like. Let, let, yeah. Let's get to the goddamn point. Within 20 minutes of this movie, we start getting killing. And, and I, I appreciate that as a horror movie lover. Um, but again, kind of like the dad, it was just like, it was such a brutal kill with so much detail. It's like, what these people do to you? Like, mm -hmm. so that's why you kind of, get a little bit more enveloped because you want to know the relationship between this killer and you know these people so the killer what happens next next scene we isn't the little boy yes the little boy so, goes outside yeah so what happens is um marie is like kind of inspecting the mama's body a little bit and trying to see if the phone works and then we see the little brother start to run through the house um, and the mm -hmm. guy is chasing him, uh, I guess, you know, he's about to go down the stairs. So like they, they see that chase. And then next we see Marie go into Alex's room. Um, and we find and her like chained up and stuff. And she's just all like chained and bound up. Yeah, her mouth is bound, bound up. up. She ain't saying that she don't know what the hell going on. Um, and Marie tries to like loosen her restraints and stuff. But then you hear the little brother outside yelling for his mother um and so he's like yelling he's outside and so they're all like oh my god and like you could see like just the hurt and and like fear on uh alex's face and then marie goes to the window to see what's going on and you see the little brother run into the cornfield and then you see the killer go in his truck and get this shotgun and go walk behind this brother in the shotgun. And I was like, I mean, in the in the field. And I was like, we we doing this today? Like, I know the first time I saw it, I was like, so we doing this? We we killing little kids? Okay, all right. Um, and Girl, so, you saw, he don't give a damn about no kids. You saw he did this daddy and his mama? He don't get fuck them kids, okay? So Alex and Maria's in the room. Alex is looking out and they don't really show the actual scene but we just ain't fair because we hear a gunshot yeah so we have to assume that went down yes. so um alex what happens next like, alex is in the room with um alex and marie are still in the room and marie is like i need to find the phone and you need to tell me where the phone is and alex is just like crying and just besides herself and blah 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 um and so marie tells her, you know, if the man wanted to kill you, he'd have killed you already. Like, I need you to focus. I need you to tell me where a phone is. And she couldn't. So she tries to find a phone and she, she, oh, she goes downstairs and she finds a phone. And then she realizes that the phone line has been cut. And been cut. Um, and while she's trying to do that, the killer goes upstairs and grabs Alex out the room and brings her to the truck. Um, and so Marie, mm -hmm. Uh, is kind of like hiding in the shadows watching while he brings Alex um, to the truck. Um, and then the man 
comes back in the house and he gets this, I guess this picture of Marie and her family at maybe a birthday party or something like that. And then he cuts the picture, like he breaks the glass and then he cuts um, Alex's- Marie's head. And yeah, he Alex, cuts, excuse me. Yeah, he cuts Alex's head out of the picture and takes it with him um, and then gets in the truck. So Marie goes to help Alex out the truck while this is happening um and so she's like you know she she took one of the the butcher knives and the butcher knives out of the kitchen and she goes to the truck to try to help uh marie but when she gets ready because she hears him coming back to the truck and she stands up there with this knife and she's like ready to stab him and he just slides the door closed blam like he never even saw her in there he was just like all right it's time for me to go out and do what i came to do you know it was nice tip your waitress good night and he just slammed the door and got in the truck and started to drive off so he was already done with what he needed to do but now her crazy ass was trapped in the back of the truck with alex Yes, so we don't know where he's going, um, but uh, he starts the truck and, you know, he starts trucking and then they eventually end up at a gas station. Isn't that crazy? You're just killing people and you like, I got to get gas. <laughs> right, like, you know, like, could you I travel so far out today, you know, I should have picked some gas up before I went to work this morning, but, you know shit happens and I just I just gotta stop and get some gas right before I go home and you know torture some ladies you know so so uh this this crazy bastard went to the French sit go and then he goes inside and um he starts uh he says the um the clerk's name by name I want to say it's Jimmy. Frederick but I could be totally oh, I said Frederick see I, I'd be making shit up y'all Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy and Frederick sound the fuck alike. I don't even know where I came up with that name. Yeah, I just be freestyling. But he says, hello, Jimmy. So you can tell he's been in this store before. And um, he's, uh, I guess, walking around and he's making small talk with Jimmy or whatever. And he wants to get things. And meanwhile, what happens? Alex, um, oh God, I keep mixing up the name. Marie she gets out the truck because I, I guess she wants to get help. Mm -hmm. So she slowly goes into the store and she looks at the clerk and she's being very hush hush, kind of like, you know, something's going on. So Jimmy's kind of like, what the fuck? So she's hiding behind something. And so I think Jimmy's putting two and two together. Like she needs help. She's clearly hiding from this guy. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the murderer, comes up to Jimmy making small talk and now Jimmy's kind of like freaked out because he's just like what the fuck's going on he knows some he knows this girl is in danger and the uh what do you say he's just talking crazy just talking nonsense foolish small talk. a bunch of bullshit and then in the middle of the all the holes you must have all the old holes and Jimmy was like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about but okay. like nigga I I, I work at Sitco what is you talking about but anyway so while he's uh up there trying on the gas station sunglasses the crazy guy making small talk Jimmy notices that the guy's hand is stained red and we immediately think blood so he's just like in his mind like oh what the fuck but he's trying to play it off and be cool make small talk mm -hmm. and the guy says um he you know he wants some j and b some liquor mm -hmm. and you know jimmy's like you know i don't usually give people liquor this late but you know i got you so they have the liquor locked up in the cage 
So Buddy goes over to the cage. Oh, bless you, honey. Thank you. To unlock the liquor and open the cage and get it to the dude. And the next thing we see is this crazy guy come with an axe and just axe Jimmy right in his his torso area. I don't know if it was the chest, the stomach. It looked kind of like the stomach and just really get near good with the axe. Knock the guy down. And then, so the guy is now with this axe in his torso yeah. laid down. So Mo axe is going in there. Then he steps on the body, the back to ensure more blade is going in there. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I love this. What's going I love on here? I loved it because it was very, um, very reminiscent of one of my other favorite cinematic moments, which is um, when the guy in The Shining gets killed by Jack, the black guy. Uh, yes. I forget his name. Yes. Uh, Halloran. I, I don't remember his name, but he got the shining too, the black bald head guy. And he yeah. goes his ass to that hotel looking for Danny. And, and he's he just walking down that little hallway. And then the next thing you know, Jack Nicholson just come out there with that accident. Boom! And that's like one of my favorite moments in horror. Yeah, that is a, that is and that's exactly that was a good horror moment. Me of. I loved it. But it was a little bit more sinister because he was just like I want you to feel every piece of this blade. You don't, and there you go, being disrespectful, using his foot again to disrespect these victims. <laughs> it's just like crazy. Like, dude, what's wrong with you? So, like, who, who pissed in your cereal that morning? Like, why was that even necessary? Yes. You didn't even have to kill it. So, you could have just got your alcohol and he, went about your business. Yeah, he was going to give you alcohol later than he was even supposed to sell it. So, uh, you know, a couple things happened. Nothing really important. Eventually, uh, Alec, the guy leaves the store. Alex, um, Jesus, I keep fucking up their names and mixing them. Marie, mm -hmm. while the guy's out of the store, because they've been kind of like, he hears a noise. She runs one place. He goes there. Like, I think it was the bathroom. Then she comes back to the store while he's not there. And, um, she calls the police because she's looking she's looking for the phone scrambling looking for the phone she calls the police and you know she's trying to be quiet and she's pretty much like you know hey like this guy got my friend in the back of his truck he just killed somebody he killed her whole family like y'all need to bring y'all ass over here we need help and the police is pretty much like well shit where you at and she's like bitch you know i don't at a store like and so she's scrambling i guess looking for something that has an address a name she's just like that nigga took us like i'm somewhere in the middle of nowhere like you ain't got gps like you don't have a system to know where we are yeah, and yeah. she's getting pissed she's getting mm -hmm. frustrated and like you know she's getting very frustrated and she was just like well shit if i blow this shit up like will that help you see where it is and you know she's getting she's mad and then um I, I forget what she said, but like, she's just pissed because she's like, I'm not getting any help. She eventually hangs up. And then when she does that, she notices that the Jeepers Creepers Jr. Jim Crow truck leaves. And so she just like, fuck, her friend's in there. So she's squirming around looking. She sees that gun and she sees keys. And so now we see her in this car that we are assuming is Jimmy's because that was Jimmy's keys. Mm -hmm. And it's like an American muscle car. Um, I think the thing said Ford. So it was a yeah. Ford muscle car. And um, yeah. so now she's trying to chase this guy. 
and for a minute they're having a chase. And you know what made you know what made me think of that scene, even though it's not the same thing. It made me think of um, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof mm. with uh, Kurt Russell and the girls, because you know they were doing the chase with the muscle cars. But mm -hmm. it's like that mixed with Jeepers Creepers because you got a Jim Pro mobile and you got an American muscle car and they're having like just this violent chase off or whatever. It was just crazy. So um, eventually something happens where she loses him. Yeah, she kind of like loses him in the dark for a little bit. And so she's just continuing to drive and look for him. And then eventually he pops up behind her ass. Um, and then he starts- Because like, he tricked her because his ass, his ass went and- park somewhere he's like this bitch gonna pass me mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna get behind her yeah and then i'm gonna yeah. have her in a vulnerable position yep so uh he's now chasing her and it's crazy because this chase to me feels like they're only going 35 miles an hour but like whatever <laughs> did it not fit like, did it feel like a slow ass chase like you you doing 40 and i'm doing 45 like this ain't no chase this is a school zone you know, I like y'all driving through a neighborhood. What the fuck is happening? So they're driving through like a dark wooded area. It's like a lot of twists and turns. And eventually uh, uh, Marie's car gets clipped. So we see this car flip and, you know, flip, she gets injured. And then this Jeepers Creepers truck is just gone somewhere. So it flips. I'm glad you you and noticed it, that it must have got clipped or flipped or something because I was watching that scene and I was like, wait, what the fuck happened? Like, why, why did you drive off the road? Like, you're doing forty in a Mustang, so you can't possibly be swerving <laughs> to the point where you done lost control. But I guess for you can the sake slightly of the story, put off the gas, right? Or break, ma'am. You you know. It, you don't you don't know how to operate the stick shift like what is going on right here why did this happen and then she like she fell off of whatever cliff or whatever was in the woods and then the bitch was just on fire and i was like okay this car i don't i don't know how this would have happened but now the car is on fire it's on fire yes so she eventually gets out she's bloody because of i guess injuries from there and then Okay, this is where shit starts. I mean, shit was already getting weird, but this is where shit gets weird. She walks into something that looks like a greenhouse. Yeah. It's like a, it's a greenhouse. That's in what the I woods. thought. I don't know if like someone, a, like a greenhouse. I don't know if somebody's green. With like a vine, like it's like a vineyard inside of a greenhouse almost. At least that's the way I You know what? It. They are, they are in France. So I don't know if this is where they grow grapes. I don't know if they grow weed there. I don't know what the fuck they grow in there, but like it's a random greenhouse somewhere near this place where she's had this crash. So she goes in there, I guess, to find if anyone's there to find just some help or just like to get away from whatever. And while she's in there slowly investigating or figuring things out or looking for help, she then sees this fucking flashlight that's hanging on a rope and it's swinging around. So you can tell someone put that there. And because well, it's swinging around, someone put that. She didn't know that it was swinging around. What happens was she goes into the greenhouse and she gets the barbed wire and ties it around a post. She sees the guy coming with a flashlight. 
So that's why she gets the the post with the barbed wire and stuff ready. So all she knows. And like, where the fuck did you just find a post? His flashlight. And so okay. as she's kind of like ducking and trying to avoid him in the thing, like all you see is his flashlight. So at some point, she must have thought she saw him somewhere and she's just paying attention to where the light is. And then he sneak behind her ass and he attacks her. And you see that he put the flashlight on like a string to keep it moving, to keep her distracted. So that's where that came from. And where the fuck do you just find a random post in barbed wire? Like who the fuck this bitch thinks she is, Naven? Like Thank what you. the hell is this? I was like, this is Negan right here. Was you Negan right now? I said Naven. I said Naven. See y'all, I told y'all I just be freestyling making up names. I be making up. Negan from uh, The Walking Dead. Yes. Shout out to Negan. Naven. Who is Naven? Naven, you know, I know who Naven is. You ever seen this movie called The Jerk with um what's his name? Steve, what's his name? Martin. Ah yes. That was his name in that movie, The Jerk. His name that was came out Naven? a long time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he got adopted by a black family and they named him Naven. <laughs> Yes, they did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Shout out to Navin. Um, oh, okay, is. so we are <laughs> we're in this greenhouse and uh, the killer comes up behind her. He got this bag and he's got it over her head, basically trying to asphyxiate her. Like, and she is struggling because she's um as much as she's like got some balls and got some fight on her, she's still a small thing. And he's a big old burly thing and he's overpowering her and she is struggling. She can't breathe. And eventually she just passes out to the floor. So he then like, she's on the ground. So he then kind of comes above her and he takes out what was it? The straight razor again? Yeah. And start being nasty. And then he, yeah, he started being nasty and he's going up her shirt, going near her navel ring. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to cut that shit out her navel. Because, you know, he, he crazy like that, going, taking the straight razor, kind of going a little bit below her pants. And then he goes up to her neck, just being very slow. And just, it's this, it's this very sadistic dance with this straight razor going up to her face. And then this is where it gets weird. He says, I don't remember what he says verbatim, but he was just like, well, I know you like you Alex. <laughs> what did he say, girl? I know, he said, I know you did. He said, what do you want from Alex? She turned you on. She turns me on, too. She turns me on. And I was like, bruh. What the? How you know this woman's name? That's what I need to know. What, how you know this woman's name? And why are you so nasty right now? Why you turned on by... And then he started like putting his fingers and stuff in Marie's mouth, all like, you know, <sighs> stuck on my fingers. Girl, going on. Girl, I about died when he stuck them nasty fingers in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been like, just kill me. Right. Kill I, me. I'd have took his hand and slit my own goddamn throat. Like, bro, look, look, just look. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do it. I don't want it. This finger been on, this, these hands been on dead dog, dead head, dead people. Mm-hmm. 
I know you just don't wash your hands, just deadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ain't got no again, hand sanitizer in that truck. That truck is stank as been walking shit. around with bloody ass, touching shit at the gas station, just mm-hmm. nasty. And then you're going to put the, oh my God, just, uh, just give me the straight razor. I'll mm-hmm. do it myself. Just, just cut my shit out. And then, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's taking his fingers and then he's putting it in his, her mouth, like in and out, like simulating fellatio with mm-hmm. these nasty COVID bloody, just them infested hands. SARS and West Nile and Ebola and, and the black and the bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. All that shit on them fingers. And they just all up in her mouth. Now it's just every, every pandemic, every pandemic was on his hand. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone, Zika, <laughs> Zika. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> Scream like, please stop, just stop. Like, <laughs> what you doing? Just, just stop. Be nice. Just. Stop. I'm surprised she didn't vomit. Like, I would have threw up all over his hands. Like, ain't no way. Why that was disgusting. Kill me, cause I'm biting them fucking fingers. Like, nigga. <laughs> No, you're going to kill me anyway. I'm about to bite these fingers off. These fingers is coming off. You don't deserve these fingers. Right. Like, nigga, I don't even know you. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you ain't even buy me a drink. You need nothing. You you even ask me what I do. Like, why? 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 Why is this happening? <laughs> okay. So eventually, while he's doing all that, what does she do? Because I forgot exactly what she does, but so the tables turn on him. She's feeling around on the ground for something to like hit him with. And she finds something and she smashes him upside the head with it. My like, a, like a stone or something. A queer. I don't know what it was. For all I know, it was a fucking it looked, ball. It's like a coconut. It, it looked like, like I called it the Nerf ball. I don't know what the fuck it was. I it looked like it looked like one of those those children's like Nerf balls. That's all like smushy, kind of like styrofoamy. Like I don't know what she found. I could not even tell you what it was. It wasn't a I, bottle. I, it wasn't an axe. It wasn't a rock. So I don't know what it was. But well, for, for me, it was a Nerf ball. But Whatever it was, it wasn't soft like a Nerf ball because it cracked his shit. It cracked his shit so much that he was like, woo. And we start to see him bleeding profusely out of like his temple, the side of his head. Yep. She rocked his shit. She fucked up. She rocked it. It took him a minute to be like, God damn, like this bitch done fucked up my head. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck you hit me with, bitch? Like, I just got my hair cut today. Damn. And then after that, she got up and then she whacked the shit out of him with that motherfucking Negan post or whatever the hell. In the face. In the fucking face. She did it in the face. And she did it like twice. Yeah, she like did. She, she, she double tapped his shit with that barbed wire bat. <laughs> and I was here for it. Yes, I was, I was here for it. For it. And then right after that, she took the, she got down to inspect his body. And I think he like tried to grab at her throat or something. And she took the plastic and choked him out with the plastic. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, 
Girl power. Go do it, girl. <laughs> Shit, bitch. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have been dead already from the fingers in my mouth. That would have been <laughs> And Alex would have just had to fend for her goddamn self. Like, bitch, I'm sorry, but the fingers, I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. Like I couldn't, mm-mm, I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. I would have been dead. Mm-mm. Okay. So after this, because we were speaking to Alex, fending for herself. Uh, Marie, I guess she's she's killed the killer. She feels vindicated. She can go in the truck and save her friend. So she goes up there and she's like, everything's going to be okay. We're fine. Like, I got you. So she um, she's trying to untangle Alex from, I guess, her, what she's bounded with, like these chains and oh, something sure. that looks like some kind of gag, like something that she would kind of put in a horse's mouth. It was weird. And um, while she's uh, assisting Alex and trying to get her unchained, the butcher knife that uh, Marie gave Alex, Alex is grabbing it while uh, Marie is, you know, getting her untangled. And so while she gets her untangled, you know, Alex is then coming at Marie with the knife, like, get away from me, get away from me. And, you know, Marie is just pretty much like, everything's okay, like, I got you. Like, the killer's dead, I killed him, like, we're good. And she's just like, get the hell away from me, blah, 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 blah. And um, so they get out the truck and she's pretty much like, what did she say to her? Because we don't know, that doesn't happen yet. Don't don't it cut to then the gas station? Yes, the gas station. Okay, so that's happening. <laughs> so after- Okay, after so she- man, after, no. after she kills him, or like, I guess, knocks him out with the plastic, it cuts to the gas station. And you see the policeman pulling up. Finally, I don't know how they miraculously found the right gas station, but they found that shit. Um, and so they go in a gas station, they look around, they see shit is all in disarray. And then they go in the back and they find the, the store clerk. They find Jimmy on, on the floor. Um, and so after they find Jimmy, the guy, I guess he's the lead person in charge or whatever, he goes behind the desk and he looks at the security tape. And when you look at the security tape, you're looking at the scene where Jimmy is getting the alcohol for the liquor. Yeah, but there's no person, there's nobody else in this in, in the screen with Jimmy. Um, but then you realize after he turns around to give the person the alcohol, Marie's bitch ass runs up on this man and hacks him in the goddamn chest with the axe. So you realize that Marie is the killer. <laughs> and so then it cuts back to the truck with crazy fucking Marie, uh, Marie ass going into the truck. That bitch was giddy as shit too. That shit was making me laugh. That bitch got in that truck like, woohoo, good morning, girl. How you doing? Like, she's great. She was, you have a good you know day. Well. <laughs> yeah, and then it was crazy because it's like, we, okay, so we have the revelation that she's the killer because we see the security footage. But it's just like, damn, even if, now we know she's crazy. You went through all that. You're not acting like everything is fine. Like you just didn't go through these traumatic strains of events because even if you did find your friend, you would still be like traumatized that you did all this. But I guess thinking forward, none of that happened. So we just know now she's crazy. So for her to act like that totally makes sense. And so that's why um, Alex was like, get away from me. She was like, you killed my family. Mm-hmm. You killed everybody, blah, blah, blah. And you know, 
and Marie's just acting crazy and totally dissociated from like anything even happened. Like Alex, I'm like talking like Michael Jackson. It yeah. was fucking crazy. This I is ignorant. You. I mean, this is ignorant. Why are you doing this? This is ignorant. <laughs> oh, like that's so far. Yeah. This is ignorant. This is ignorant. <laughs> Why are you doing? Like just being super, doing this, super gentle and soft. Like 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 all this shit didn't just happen. <laughs> I got the kid. He's dead now. And you can give me hugs. And Alice was like, bitch, I will kill you. <laughs> she was like, bitch, hug this. Takes that butcher knife and slices her cheek. So she got this big gash in her cheek and then puts the knife in her, somewhere in her torso, I'm assuming mm-hmm. her stomach, and then books it. Yes. And then this is the part, this is the part that freaked me the fuck out. Because while Alex is booking it, we see someone stand up and it's the killer. So this is, I guess, the second personality of uh, Marie, but it shows us a personified version of the killer. And he looks fucking crazy because the killer, remember, um, Marie has killed the killer. So he's got holes all in his face from the barbed wire. There's blood everywhere. And then he's got like these piercing light eyes. So it's just the contrast of these very piercing light eyes and just this dirty man with blood and holes in his face. It, the contrast, it was just the, and then just his facial expression, it freaked me out. He looked fucking crazy. Yeah. So then, so then this is the part where I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, the next part. He goes in the Jeepers Creepers van. <sighs> And he gets a concrete saw. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do you have this? <laughs> why do you have all the tools you have? Like, what is going on? This is this is not this he, man's first rodeo. This 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 man really? has been doing this a while. So he just he's so he, prepared. So he takes this, he revs that shit up, and then Alex is running in the woods and he go right behind her and he's talking french and like violent french and he got this saw and coming after her and they're running but like they ain't running fast either i'm just like what the fuck's going on like maybe alex is weak or she's i would have been booking it i know she ain't got no shoes on maybe she's scared she's gonna step on something i would have been booking it they're both running slow so you see the french guy but then it cuts from different angles and you see really it's Marie running with this saw. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get you, blah, 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 come back. Like, and you know, Marie is, uh, Alex is just running and they're both, it's just this chase. It is just, it's crazy because it keeps panning to the killer, the French guy, mm-hmm. and then it's panning to the killer, Marie. It's just crazy. Like just this back and forth, just the way they were panning the camera. So eventually, um, as they're running and they're running through the woods, Marie runs to, it finally gets to like a street area. She runs, a car comes, the car stops and she's pretty much like, help me. Like somebody's gonna get me. Like, let me get back in this. Matter of fact, no, when she tried to get to the car, what happened? So what happened that made the guy swerve? Was it because she came out there? It was because she came out in the street. Like she, she yeah, okay, ran in front of his car and then he swerved. Yeah, so that that made him swerve and he looked like he had hit a tree 
And she was just like, somebody's coming to get me. So she gets to the back of the truck. No, the back of the car. Cause it was like an Audi, like mm-hmm. a sedan. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, he's coming or she's coming. Well, I guess she, because she sees what we all know is Marie. Like we got to leave. So the guy's trying to crank up his car and he still got that Lucy in his mouth. You know what? French people love to smoke. Like he, like, you see this bloody ass girl who's just disheveled and, you know, she's saying somebody's coming after her and you're like, I'm going to keep this cigarette in my mouth, like by any means necessary. Like the cigarette, like the Lucy was just in there and he's trying to crank the car and we see a little smoke. So we're just like, oh shit, the car is fucked up. And then us, the audience, we see the French guy with this concrete saw and he comes up there and he's terrorizing both of them. Now you got the guy in the car and he jumps in the back of the car, jumps on top of the roof, then he's on the hood. Then he takes the concrete saw and goes into the windshield. And that shit cracks that shit open. And the poor guy who was just minding his fucking business, trying to smoke his new court and just go wherever he's going. He becomes a victim because the shit goes in there. And, um, this part was crazy too. So it hits him like in his sternum. You know what? They everybody here likes to stab, mess people up in their torso area. And so, and it was crazy ain't because no, no it wasn't like he just <laughs> it was crazy because it was almost like the killer, who we all know now is Marie, like doing a little dance with the saw it would no because you 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 could be just violent and just go in there and be done with it but it's like it was kind of a grazing at the top but enough to you know fuck him up right just all that saw on him eventually the guy's dead and then you see all this blood splattering in the back Alex's mouth is open so all the blood going in her mouth and I'm just like mouth and shit I'm like, close your mouth. Close your mouth, girl. Close your mouth. Get out the car. Get out the car. Why are you still in the car? You ain't going nowhere. And the driver is dead. Get out the car. Yeah. So, so she's still back there. And then, so Marie um, goes on one side of the door with the uh, concrete saw hacks the glass open, Alex is screaming and, you know, doing what they do. Yeah. And he goes to the other yeah. side, Alex is screaming and, you know, he's just going everywhere he can or she can to cut the glass and just pretty much terrorize this girl. And as she's doing all the cutting, she then realizes uh, Alex is no longer in the car. Mm-hmm. So we look back, it pans to another scene, Alex is on the road and she's on, um, She's on her butt scooting and scooting. And uh, we realized why she's scooting. Nigga, that was the biggest shard of glass I ever seen in somebody's foot. I was just like, Jesus fucking. You know, the other day I was walking barefoot to um, go check the mail and I stepped on something. And I, I look, part of my heel still hurt. I think that shit is low key still in my foot, but it was probably like something like a little piece of something nigga this glass was big how big you think it was she she that that piece of glass had to have been at least about three or four inches long um it it was the size of a cell phone 
Yeah, I, I was just like, wait, like how, how did you get this glass in your foot? Like, did you, did you crawl out of the front of the car? How, how did you get out the car, first of all? How did you get out the car and then end up crawling so much that you you ended up with glass embedded in your leg or in in your your Achilles heel? No, it looked like it was in, it looked like it was in the heel, close to like the tendon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the just, Achilles tendon. Like, wow, how the fuck did this happen, bitch? Do you not know how to open the car doors in the back? Like how how would this? What well, you know what? To give her some grace, it was a lot. It was a lot of um, it was a lot of drama going on in the backseat with that with that concrete saw. Girl, if somebody's coming at me with a concrete saw. Like it's it's probably so much going on. You're probably like, oh, I can just open the door. <laughs> it's like they ain't thinking, Lord, I need to get out the door. They just think I need this saw to not touch me, like. <laughs> Yes, that, that that's exactly what it glass. was. Like she basically had a whole mirror in her in her in, in her heel. She did. Huge. She, she really thing. did. So, so um, Marie is coming towards her because you know, poor Alex. She's just so helpless. Like you know, her foot's been bust wide open. She's got. She don't know what kind of blood type she got in her mouth and her face because we don't know who this guy is. And she's just scooping because now you got Marie coming at her, taunting her with this uh, concrete saw, like just kind of slowly, just being really sadistic, just just not being a good friend. Um, <laughs> and she's scooting, and Alex is, you know, scooting back. And then uh, what Marie said, like, uh, do you love me? Like, you don't love me. Do you love me? You don't love me. And then, of course, you know, what you, what you say to the crazy person that's, of course I love you. I love you. Yeah, you try to yeah. survive. I love the shit out of you. Don't kill me. I love you. I yes. love you. The and most. then, yes. So then, because they both bloody and it's just gross. Marie comes up to um, comes up to Alex and starts kissing her. So it's just like it's blood kissing a crazy bitch. It's just it's just so much going on. And then while, uh, she, you know, Alex is kissing and crying, you know, just trying to, you know, not get killed. She's moving her hand around and she finds, uh, I think it's a crowbar. She had the crowbar. It looks like a crowbar. Yeah, she had the crowbar with her um, when she climbed out of the car. It was in, the back, in yeah. the back of that man's car. So she took the crowbar with her when she escaped out the car. So she takes this crowbar and while... Marie is not paying attention, is all enamored with Alex's kisses and fake love. Alex takes this crowbar and stabs Marie dead in her torso and it impales her and goes through her. It goes through her and like she's kind of leant over with this shit going through her body mm -hmm. and she's repeating that shit she said to uh, Alex in the beginning. What was she saying again? I won't let anyone come between us anymore. <laughs> I won't she, let and, anyone. And she, I won't let anyone come between us anymore. I won't let. Anyone and she keeps come saying it. She keeps saying it. She keeps saying it, and she's smiling. What she's got this thing impaled to her body. It's fucking crazy. So the next scene pans to Marie, and Marie is clearly in the psych ward. So now we know the beginning scene that we've seen. 
where we seen that person with short hair that is being recorded is Marie. So I'm assuming she's in the psych ward and maybe that recording is probably like a confessional mm -hmm. to, you know, what happened. And she's got scars all on her. She looked fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And then we, it pans to a scene where it's um, Alex and is a mirror. So she's looking, she's in the physical space where she's looking at Marie at this facility. And, um, you know, then Alex, she says something to someone and we can't see the someone, like she can't see me. So we're assuming this is a mirror that, you know, it's double-sided, you can't really see it. And Marie, something in her crazy spidey senses, senses something in the mirror. And then she takes her hand and she like does this towards, and you know, it just shocks, it shocks Alex. And then that's where the movie ends. Yes, 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 yes. Bitch. <laughs> um let's talk about just some obvious issues with the movie and like just some holes in the plot all that okay so after more just research and me thinking and just me just having to dig I was like okay some of this shit don't make no sense because if she's here and he's here how is this happening at the same time like where did this truck come from where did this truck come from if this man don't exist this chase this truck ride them being in the back of the truck none of that existed what happened between the house and where they ended up on the street? Because the only transportation I knew of was that small little compact car that looked kind of like a Fiat or whatever that uh, Alex was driving in the beginning when Marie was in the backseat when they were going to the family farmhouse. So that scene where we seen the decapitated aggressive head that never happened. And then it's just like, if she um, was upstairs and all this was happening and she was in Alex's room and then the boy was getting killed, like what was happening? But we have to realize the beginning of this movie, she's being recorded. So I think we can, and, I, I, and I'm assuming I could be wrong. So I, I eventually want you to chime in. She's confessing, but we are getting the confessional of somebody that's crazy. So of course, some of this shit don't make sense because it's just like, this bitch is crazy. So there's gonna be some disjointed things and things that just don't make sense. And I think that's why a lot of people are pissed off with the uh, plot twist. Mm -hmm. I thought the plot twist was great, whatever, you know, regardless if you thought I was crazy or not. But it is like, you had to go back and you had to figure out what was what? So, and you know what I think I would have really liked? You know, like when we have these plot twists that are something like this, we then have a scene, like a, a, a bunch of scenes where we can see what really happened. Yes. So we can see, yeah, I, you know what? That's what they needed. Like we can see mm -hmm. like some cuts of some scenes, what really happened in the gas station? Like when this was happening, what really happened? Like that way we could have been like, aha. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. What that guy saying? Uh, coming to America? Uh -huh. 
I'll taste your soup. Where's your spoon? Aha, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and that, that, that was my that was my issue with it. Like I, I totally like watching it again, I did not have a problem with the twist, with the big revelation. There were some specific scenes where I kind of was like, how would they have pulled them off? But for me, it really was the thought of she's fucking crazy. And this entire movie is being narrated or told from the point of view of a fucking unreliable narrator. Like there's tons of those in storytelling. You have a person that tells a story and then you realize the whole fucking thing that been made up. You watch a movie like The Usual Suspects, which is one of my favorite ass fucking films. And you realize mm -hmm. this man has been making up every fucking thing he been telling this man in this story so you don't know what the fuck is real what the fuck is fake what exactly happened until you start seeing some of those flashes at the end and i agree with you i think they needed more of an explanation of what was going on because they showed us that one little glimpse when the mm -hmm. policeman got to the the to the to the gas station and you saw what the fuck she did to the get to the attendant it would have been great if they had shown us exactly what like if they had actually shown her on film telling the story and then actually showing what happened to the audience i think that would have been yeah. great found some time yeah like but there were there yeah. was stuff in the film that kind of like pointed you towards like some shit gonna go down between these two people but on that first viewing you don't pick that shit up like the very first conversation that they had in the car um she woke about up the guys she woke up from the dream and she said i just had the craziest goddamn dream i was running through a forest and i was hurt and i was barefoot and somebody was chasing me and no matter what i tried to do this man i felt like he was gonna catch up with me and the friend said well, who was the guy stalking you? And she said, that's the weirdest thing. It was me chasing me. I was chasing myself. That told us everything, like right at the beginning that she had pick up on a dream her. and she was chasing herself. But on your first viewing, you don't notice that shit. But in the mm -hmm. end, this bitch really was out here chasing her fucking self, being this goddamn crazy ass person. One of my issues, with, I absolutely did not have a problem with, <laughs> with the aggressive head scene because sometimes you see all of these other separate characters or separate personalities doing other things outside mm -hmm. of the original person. For example, in, um, what's that goddamn film? Um, Freaking Fight Club. You had... Yeah. And, and you had Ed Norton's character and they were totally doing other things like outside of each other and then you realize how it actually ties into yeah. uh, Ed Norton actually doing these things and I, I think if they yeah. had inserted those scenes where we could see how she could have pulled that off it would have made this film a whole lot better um, I agree so I, I just assumed like, hey, like it's, it's them in the car and they having this conversation and 
eventually this other personality done got stirred up some kind of way and he about to come and handle and do his thing and then he gonna get to the house and if you notice a lot of the times Marie wasn't in the same room while he was doing all these things and we're looking at it from her eyes because she's actually doing this crazy ass shit so she knows what the fuck is going on she knows what's happening with these people in a couple of the scenes with her and Alex, once she's tied up, Alex is not really paying attention to her and like talking about it. Um, and I think that either she's imagining in her head that she's talking to Alex or she's outside doing whatever the hell she's doing and like imagining that she's there. So like, I, I think it's just like a whole bunch of other shit where they could have explained mm -hmm. it a little bit more, but they didn't, you know? Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, some of these scenes, are are these the scenes that we're seeing things from her perspective or are these the scenes that we're actually seeing as an audience? Because now when you go back and look, it kind of speaks to why Alex was not so responsive of her because she's, Alex is like, this crazy bitch is killing and she's probably talking to Alex, like two different people. Like Alex is probably seeing, well, shit. I mean, now that we know that she's, a, we don't know if this, assault happened because we don't know if we're looking at this from marie's point of view or was marie actually in there binding her up and like causing her problems so that's another reason why alex like when she was just like talk to me we could do whatever like you know i can help you or you gotta say something and yeah. alex is just like crying and just like what the like, fuck and we're thinking she's distraught from her family mm -hmm. and and it could be she's distraught from her family but she's distraught because her friend is terrorizing her and acting crazy and then you know at the end of the movie and now we're talking about this it it's like the scene in the room where marie grabs all her shit and then makes sure the room is pristine she did all that shit and then the killer went back and checked all that shit. It kind of just mirrored, you know, what they were doing. Cause it's the same person. Cause it's like, yeah. how can these two people, how can these two people think the same thing? Cause yeah. how often does that really happen yeah. in that situation? You would have somebody scrambling, trying to hide, like how you said, like, I'd be trying to hide, get the fuck up out of there. They're both like, who thinks like that? Exactly. And like, I, was, I think uh, that's a perfect way that you described it, like a mirror, because her first thought was, and, and for her to even have that thought, I like, it's just fucking amazing to me. Like, I'm going to clean this fucking room up like nobody is in here. And then for him to come in that room and check all of those same goddamn places that she straightened up, that she cleaned to check this, check the tub, check this. So it's gotta be some kind of like same type of like thinking that kind of mirrored it. And it was mm -hmm. one of those scenes where I was thinking, okay, well, I do understand the film, but maybe this scene didn't make any sense. But since you put it like that, it makes more sense to me now. Um, because mm -hmm. at first mm -hmm. I was like, well, if she's the killer, why the fuck would he come in her room and check all these different things? But it, it actually goes to show you how connected they kind of are, like how the, the thought processes that mm -hmm. they have kind of are. But if you're just looking at it, you're just thinking, especially once you get to the end, why the fuck would he go in there if she is the same person? But I think it was done to mm -hmm. illustrate that this is how she thinks and it's basically along the same lines of how he thinks just in a more murderous mm -hmm. way you know mm -hmm. um, there was and, and you're right there was also the other conversation that they had in the car um 
she was still all in her feelings about uh, Alex dumping her for a guy that she slept with. Um, she said the girl left her uh, for three hours to go with God knows who and blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> Marie was like, well, I hope he was worth it. And Alex was like, he was. He was unbelievable. And if you looked at her face, her fucking face was like, bitch, are you for real right now? And that's mm -hmm. when she started calling her all kind of hoes and skanks and bitches right. and, and all that kind of shit. And she wasn't joking. There was no joking in that conversation. But the friend real. was just, the friend thought, you know, she was just like nudging her and just being hard on her. No, Alex, mm -hmm. Marie was like, nah, bitch, you just ain't cold. Because you got a friend that's dangerously in love with you. And it, it, it goes back to, it makes you think of just other things like when uh, Marie slash the killer had old girl in the truck and she and we don't know if this really happened but just even the visual of it makes sense when she bangs the family photo mm -hmm. and she cuts out alex she's obsessed with this girl yes she's so obsessed yes. with her and she loves her and that's why she killed the whole family but didn't like kill her because it's like if a killer is coming we don't know who this killer is. He would kill everybody, but he's leaving her, like just making sure nothing is happening to her. So it's just, it's just pretty crazy. And um, he just, he, what he else? Goes in I was, and, and and that's why I was like, why, why would you go directly after her? Like you don't know anybody else in this house. You know, you don't know anybody there. And for you to go in this house kill somebody's dad, kill somebody's this, kill the dog, kill the and go in this room and take her. Like what is so special mm -hmm. about this goddamn person? About her. You know, um, yes. excuse me, but yeah, it's, yes, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Um, and then um, I was, I was, I was like, I had to read up some more things. Cause I was just like, there was one thing I just, like, cause you know, you can't get it out your head, the um, the decapitated head head. And I was just like, what's, what was that about? <laughs> and I read somewhere, <laughs> I mean, wait, like that, that, that scene has to be discussed. We just can't it glaze was. over that. It was. I read somewhere. They put it in I read there somewhere. So it needs to be discussed. I read somewhere that the killing and even that scene, it might be symbolic of um, Marie's sexual frustration because she wants Alex. So it made me go back and think, I don't know if I can really compare this because it's, but maybe I can like kind of mirror it. Like that scene, the decapitation head head and her masturbating to the uh, reggae. I was like, again, it's one of those mirrored situations. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you notice, it was either during or right as she climaxed that his ass pulled up to the house um she had been outside for a while i guess she had been got frustrated with 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 alex because they had that other conversation about you know the girl the guy that he was interested in or she was interested in because mm -hmm. she's you know skeptical about you know single guys and she was like why are you so interested and blah 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 and she was just like you know i need to go take salsa and i need to go work on my butt and i need to get a tan i guess all to impress this person and you know mm -hmm. marie was like bitch I, I gotta get the fuck out of here i gotta go smoke a cigarette or something because you being real stupid mm -hmm. right now um and then mm -hmm. she immediately went upstairs and started doing her little reggae homework session on herself 
and the guy <laughs> the house you know mm -hmm. um so i'm just mm -hmm. like it's, it's got to be some type of connection there between like guess like the sexual tension and the need to connect yeah. you know yes. i don't know yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely right the uh those hard talks happen and those masturbation sessions happen and um to the listeners um there was something that i had discovered um i don't know if anyone here is a fan of the fifth element that's one of my favorite movies i just like the colors of the movie i love the costume direction of the movie uh the actress her name is marwin labesco uh mm. that's the one that played alexia she was actually the blue diva who sang opera in that movie so um and it's crazy if you go back and look it's the same face so just a a little tidbit of information um Something else that I wanted to bring up is this movie, there was some scandal behind this movie uh, because um, there were people, uh, fans of, I guess the genre, they was just like, this movie and the plot looks very familiar. And if you have ever, if you're familiar with Dean Koontz, who is just like an all well-renowned uh, mystery um, act, um, author, excuse me, he has this book called Intensity. I've never read the book, but I remember when Intensity was like a limited uh, TV series or movie. I want to say it was like two, maybe three parts. I watched it and it was good. And um, if you go back and you look at the movie or read the book, or even, I don't know if you want to do like your cliff notes and just do a summary, very, very similar things happen. Because um, I, I want to say that book was written mid nineties, uh, before 96. And this movie came out in 2003. So a lot of people were saying that Alexander uh, Aja pretty much stole the idea from uh, Dean Koontz. And um, I'm gonna have to paraphrase, but Dean, and, and, you know, Dean Koontz, like he could have litigated and everything, but he was pretty much like, he thought high tension was just so gross and like just not good and tacky and classless that he didn't even want to have any litigation because it would have been you know that movie being aligned with his story he pretty much turned his nose up at it like mm -hmm. i don't even want your shit associated with my right. shit so we ain't even gonna go to court or nothing like you just just had your little shit like you know my books over here are gonna prosper whatever i'm dean motherfucking kunst like all right <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what he did like you go over there with your high tension right. story like i'm good over here like right. do you do you know how many books i have right, but it ain't my shit bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it is very similar because in the intensity in intensity at the beginning you have two friends who one of them they're, they're in university one of them's going to our family house very similar situation and then somebody comes in there and killing the family or whatever and then i think a little bit after that part there's some shift in the story but i mean they got a point when you kind of read through you're like well, yeah okay. that, that, was, that was that was some americanized kind of shit to do you know i mean even though these people are french that's typically some shit to do you know and and i'm pretty sure dean coos didn't like his shit like that because you know americans used to being the ones to take shit and reproduce it but that's 
neither so, here nor there. But um, girl, yeah, for America, him to be like, you know, uh, Asha is French. Is just is just a, a great value copy of my book, and you know, I don't want to be associated with this because you know my my shit is quality, and you know, fuck your little movie or whatever. I'm not even gonna sue it because my shit is gonna be better than your movie. And I was <laughs> like, well, damn, okay, because. I won't Girl, it ain't just no, I won't bitch. Bitch. no you got your shit from me bitch like I don't give a shit how bad your movie is stop copying off me but he was just like nah I don't even want to be associated with your little flim flammy shit <laughs> I'm doing imitation, <laughs> imitation is the best flattery in my ass right <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna pay what you owe and this girl as far as stealing even right on the richter scale i ain't even gonna worry about your shit matter of fact you're gonna do a re-release and say thank you to me and congratulate me in the beginning and then your shit can start that's what you're gonna do but you know stealing stealing an american thing girl them european people were settling everywhere so it ain't nothing for the french to steal you know how they, they stole haiti they stole Haiti. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we saw how they and they how they still doing Haiti to this day. So, how you just not gonna give these people they shit back? How you not gonna give them their money back and shit? But so they still, so, they yeah. still, yeah. That that. Was, but girl, there was there was also some like another interesting point that I wanted to bring up, um, in this film. There's a um. There's a part in this movie while they're in the truck. Um, at least to me, that kind of like me rewatching it, it kind of fucking also gave the shit away for me too. Um, after he locks them in the truck, he's he leaves the house and Marie is in the truck with the knife getting ready to stab him and he locks them in the truck. They're driving off and he takes, um, oh, they're, they're driving. And Marie is trying to like comfort Alex and stuff like, you know, we have to, we have to be quiet and blah, blah, blah. And Alex looks on the ceiling. Like she's not even looking at Marie. She's looking on the ceiling. Um, and when Marie looks at the ceiling, there's all this blood splatter, like all this old blood and stuff on the ceiling. Marie says, those other girls were alone. There's two of us. And I was like, how do you know what other girls? What you know about other girls? How you know there was other girls? How would Girl, you? I didn't even peep that. Yeah, she sure did. She told him, she was like, There's, uh, those other girls were alone. It's just the two of us. It's just two of us. And I was like, bitch, how you know he had other girls in here? Because at that point, because there was a later scene where uh like uh i guess where his visor is we see pictures of it other was girls right after that but, that he did that because he took marie's he took alice's picture out of the frame he walked to the truck they had that conversation right before you saw that like right before he put that picture on his visor they looked up at the at the at the ceiling and saw the blood and marie said those other girls were alone it's just the two of us. And then like right after that, you see him with a picture of Alex's head and then he sticks it on his visor. And I was like, bitch, how would you know? That's another That's another one of those mirror things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Other girls. 
Yes. Because they didn't, they didn't look like they didn't look out at him when he locked them in that room. When he locked them in that room, the first thing she did was go to comfort her. And so mm-hmm. that girl wasn't even like in her right mind or like be looking at her or paying attention. She just looked at the ceiling. And that's when Marie mm-hmm. looked at the ceiling and made that comment. And I was like, bitch, what other girls? What how you know this man and killed other girls? And then they show his visor with the pictures of the other girls on it and I was like okay these niggas is like this was either of a a, a a blooper or these motherfuckers is connected some kind of way I, I don't know how but they yeah. connected some kind of way I mean so I think I, I think right was- now we found we found three good mirror mirror things to show that they're connected I'm sure if um, I thought about it more and dug more, I could find more. Um, what I would really love is um, if we could get involved with more of the DGITG community or some other people in the horror community and just kind of have have more conversations about this movie and just dig deep. And if there's just more uh, revelations about things, because I'm sure we could find more. Because like, again, like I was saying, when I first seen this with my 22-year-old eyes, I was just like, oh, this shit is cool. We got a fucking female uh, protagonist. She's whooping this guy's ass until we see the end. I was just like, I'm all with this shit. It's gory. Yes. <laughs> it's a French film. We're like, you know, coming outside of American borders. I was so into it. And it's just like, I wasn't seeing it with this lens because I was just like, hold up there's some shit and I, I let me backtrack and research and just I gotta figure some shit out because I was like I mean and we there's been a lot of movies where it was just like you know it ain't even about like let's take a deep dive it's just like hey you know the shit was bloody don't even think it was fun it was a jump scare like just have a good time like and just be scared but I'm just like nah like there's got like I was researching even the music I was like does this music mean anything like it's just like I really was. I, so, I researched, um, I like it first one of those songs in the movie. It was the song that they were singing in the car um, after they had their little, you know, bitch fest or whatever at each other. Um, <laughs> and they were driving off and they were singing a little French song or I think it's Italian song that came on. Um, but I looked up the lyrics and they were definitely like talking about, um, you know, like, being close to somebody and, and having these emotions and everything that's happening is because I love you and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cause you know, I, I typically wouldn't even worry about stuff like that. Like it's, it's a foreign song and it's part of the film. Like I wouldn't even think, let me see like the mm-hmm. significance of these particular lyrics. Um, but I actually looked up that song and I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense now. That you know that yeah. I don't watch this damn film, you know. Uh, Seriously, because sometimes, like with these films, you got to look at like some sometimes like just these detailed nuances because mm-hmm. they're really you think they're just kind of just in there to just kind of help the movie go along, but they are really part. It's it's kind of like things hidden in plain sight, like they're telling you or they're giving you clues, and you just like not, not picking up on it because you're just you know. And I think because we are fans of horror and especially with us doing this podcast, you know, we want to, aside of have a, a good time and talk about these movies, we want to make sure we know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, you just, you are looking at things with a more keen eye and a keen ear. 
So, um, yeah, girl, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm glad we did it because I'm glad we did this film because, I, like I said, we both enjoy the film. But I think, you know, just tonight, you know, us talking and us recently watching the movie less than 24 hours, we just kind of came up with some new revelation. We was on our Scooby-Doo shit. <laughs> we was on our Scooby-Doo shit, girl. We found some shit out. I I actually got a text from someone um, who definitely wanted us to discuss this. And they also wanted us to discuss, I guess, the whole plot twist and how it's not even feasible. Um, so they asked me some stuff. So I'm, I definitely want to get your insight. And like, we can either like decide to keep it in or not, but I definitely wanted to at least get it addressed. Um, because like I okay. said, I didn't see any big issue with the plot twist, but there really are some people who are like, this is a big, big ass plot hole that just would not work. Um, so the person, the person said they wanted to know, like, um, like they said, the twist doesn't actually work. They wanted to know more about the mechanics of it. Like, how is she following behind the killer and her friend? when she is the killer um how well, i think i think no 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 go ahead i'm sorry go ahead finish the question oh no i got a lot i think it goes back to that first i think it goes back to what i'm saying and what you said when you look at the beginning of the film she's being recorded she's in the psych ward and we find out that she's crazy none of it works because none of it makes sense because it's coming from an unreliable source because she's a lunatic the story is disjointed because nothing makes sense up here. It don't make sense because she don't make sense. Right. And I, I know, I know you want things to be deeper and like have more meaning. Like there has to be an aha moment. Like this has to, it's, she, she's literally crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's why it don't make no sense. That's I, it. I agree with that. Cause I'm, I'm just like the, like when you have those two personalities, you, you there's always going to be a part where one of them is going to be fighting the other one for some reason trying to keep up trying to make this person stay in a certain place trying like so the logics behind it especially because marie is the crazy person she's gonna mm -hmm. be doing stuff or imagining stuff in her head like okay i'm trying to do this to save my friend or i'm trying to do mm -hmm. this to make sure this man doesn't do her anything when the entire fucking time this bitch probably took her fucking friend car went and found the whole fucking truck came back to the fucking house killed the fucking people put her friend in the truck went and got some gas killed a station attendant and was basically about to fucking go and do god knows whatever with alex until she had a fucking breakdown and the do you even think the truck existed like even in the scenario you just said i think she had old girl in that little fiat looking car the whole time that's what i believe i believe that bitch had that hoe in that car the entire fucking time but you know i guess i guess in her image in in her brain this is what this other personality looks like. This is what mm -hmm. other personality would be driving. I think that bitch had that bitch in that motherfucking little two car or, or you know, that fucking Kia fucking Optima, whatever the fuck she was driving. I think she had that bitch in that fucking Optima the entire fucking In that time. Ford Fiesta. 
Yeah. The Ford Fiesta. Chevy <laughs> Metro. Like that's that's how right. and like like you said, it's because this person, this character is such an unreliable narrator, such an unreliable person, we really will never get a clear picture of what happened, how everything really transpired, because they only decided to show us one small piece of the reality that happened. Had they saved this woman and, and had us like, like do the whole reveal at the end, that would have been great, but they chose not to do that shit, so. Yeah, and it, oh God, now that we're talking about it, it's making me think of other things. Let's go down to the weaponry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, the cop sees on video, she asks this guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, was this ax somewhere in the gas station? Because I just don't see, like, I don't know, we don't know if this car is Alex or Marie's and you know, they was just switching turns. Mm-hmm. Did she just have these tools in the back of the hatchback? Like what's going on? Like, did that change? I don't think that concrete saw existed. And now I'm like, if the concrete saw didn't exist, did this, no, because she was dreaming about the guy in the Audi hitting that thing. So I don't even know if that scene existed, the whole thing with the guy in the car and all of that. Like, I don't think none of that existed. And 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 my, think what ex- my thing was, like, even in the beginning, when, when we're being introduced to the family, the dad is in the room, I guess, wrapping up the last of his work or whatever. Um, and he leaves that room and then later on, you know, he comes there, he kills the dad, he chases that little boy with a shotgun. We see him, we see the killer get the shotgun out of the truck. But if you notice in that scene where the dad is leaving out of that study or that office or wherever he was working at, there's a fucking shotgun on top of that wall when he leaves out. And I think that's what the fuck was used to shoot that little boy in that goddamn cornfield. So it's got to be some kind of uh-huh. where these 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 fucking uh you know what what the fuck is the word? I can't even fucking think about it. You these weapons like how weapons, she got them. Too. How she got access to the weapons. Yeah, he has like they have to be somewhere close in order for him to have access to these things. Because if if not, then we really would have to be like where the fuck did this truck come from? You know, was was the truck yeah hiding around somewhere cuz like she had never been to Marie, uh, Alex's parents' house before. So where mm-hmm. would the where would mm-hmm. the truck have come from? And my my thing, my theory was she probably took that goddamn car, went wherever the hell she had to go to go pick this truck up, came back to the house, and did what the fuck she had to do because she was outside the entire time. The family was in their sleep, so she could have took that car at any point went in where wherever that little car was or whatever or found whatever truck or whatever went picked up any type of shit that she had to do came back to that fucking house and just decided to slaughter every fucking body um so mm-hmm. I, I don't know mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot but it's it's because the story is told from that unreliable narrator's point of view you don't know what is what you don't know what the fuck was weird you don't know what is real. what mm-hmm. yeah because it, it, like 
as far as weaponry, I mean, the decapitation with the dead, like that, um, that didn't really involve, you know, a knife. Like it's her getting a knife, very feasible. She could have got a knife anywhere. She could have had a knife on her. Um, same slicing up the mom. You had a good, good explanation as far as where she got the shotgun. And then as far as oh, and she got the that crowbar knife, she got that butcher knife right out the kitchen. She got that butcher knife right yes. out the kitchen of that house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And as far as the crowbar, if that scene really did happen where she impaled, uh, where Alex impaled her, it is not without the realm of possibility for a woman to have a crowbar and a a jack or whatever in her car to change the tire. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if she was in this little Ford Fiesta Geo Metro, whatever the fuck that car was, and that shit was in the back and old girl was in the back, like let's say the whole time that car was the Jeepers Creepers car that was in there, she somehow escaped and stabbed her. But again, I think we, the audience, we now have to uh, exercise the possibility that this was all, we, th- there's a lot of uncertainty of what happened. So like, that's why the plot twist is crazy because it's coming from a crazy, unreliable source. And I think just I'm going forward, you ha- if you have that, and it, and it sucks because it's like, you're always like, this could have happened. It doesn't resolve things. Cause you know, you want some type of resolution and like, this is why this happened. So you can be like, aha, but like, it's kind of like open-ended, like you'll never know. So I, I mental I, illness. Now. I thought I really did think that it was going to make me kind of like change my mind um, about the movie. Like knowing that like people had issues with this plot twist. I thought it was going to make me change my mind and be like, yeah, this shit don't work. But no, it doesn't. It 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 does make it work for me because I know we can't really depend on the person who we're talking about, who the main character is, to be telling mm-hmm. us some accurate ass shit because she is loose off of her goddamn like haraka. Like she's just she, she. We don't know what the fuck is real. We don't know what the fuck. We we won't ever know what the fuck happened because the movie won't even go into it. So we won't. It, it, it's so many. It, it's because we're like, she's crazy. And we don't know. It's left up to interpretation by so many different people because people view things differently. And that's almost a brilliance about this film. It's like it can constantly be talked about. And, you know, people have different perspectives on things. So you might see things this way. This person might see things this way. This person might come up with this hypothesis. It's just like, that is, you know, that's a genius thing about a film. Like, you just never know. So you're just assuming or guessing and everybody's kind of coming up with what they think. So, oh, girl, we chose a good one to talk about to me. Yeah, I like this yeah, and I like how we broke that shit in. I, I definitely like this film. And 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 it, it just, it's a fun film. At least for me, it's a fun film to watch um, mm-hmm. because shit just go off the rails, like, very quickly like you meet these two people they go to this fucking house and shit start to happen like it's it's just fucking crazy and then you like really worried for this person because you know it's their friend in the back of this fucking car and you like oh my god is she like gonna get away with it and then you realize this bitch is fucking crazy like she's 
fucking crazy killing dogs and brothers and shit. Like something is wrong with her and she liked to touch herself to reggae. Like why? That, that uh, the first clue that that bitch was crazy. Bitch, you touching yourself to reggae? Reggae, bitch? Like I have like never that. touched myself to boom bye bye by Buju. I have never just felt like you know, let me let me just get let me just get my um reggae jams mixtape and just you know it's my, I mean, from the guitar. I like a few of Bob Marley's songs. I never thought to myself, you know what? I need to twerk my nipples a little bit to this song. <laughs> Not twerk them. So I know we we both said things like we seen it before and we thought different. We seen it now. So if this movie came out today and we were not in a whole Panasonic and all the movie theaters were open, what would you rate this movie? Uh, I probably would rate it because five is sneaking your snacks. I I wouldn't do that one. Um, I definitely would not. to see it at like just to go see it at the regular price. I think three mm-hmm. is seeing it at the discount price. So, um, so so yeah, I think I would give it a three, like a three, maybe a three and a half, because I still think it's yeah a three three. three was a three was a rental rental like if we wanted what? a red box or something like that. Damn. Yeah, yeah, because two was uh see it on bootleg and one was like no. Absolutely. Yeah, one was like no, two was like see it on a on a like rented bootleg. I thought no, two was bootleg. Two was bootleg, three was uh rented, four was like you can go see it as a matinee, don't pay full price. And then I think five was like absolutely pay full price, sneaking your snacks. Well, I would I Me? would definitely do the see it on a discount, like go see it during a date when it's like half price or whenever to go. But I, I definitely see it in the theaters, but I wouldn't pay full price to go see it. Me, um, now looking at this with my 38 year old eyes and, you know, I'm more scrutinizing and, you know, kind of pay attention to things and just kind of know more things. I'm, I'm saying rental. Mm-hmm. I'm saying rental. I think you can see this the comfort of your own house. And just because I don't know who's watching this. So depending on how well versed you are as far as the horror genre and what you think, like it could be, it could have a good reception. It could have a bad reception. Mm. So um, I think we pretty much said everything we can say about the movie, girl. You got... um any closing statements anything you want to say you know what um my my closing statement is if (laughs) don't don't be so obsessed with somebody that you gotta get aggressive decapitated head before you kill their family that's that's, that's 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 my only nothing nothing (laughs) nothing should make you want to get aggressive decapitated head head that's that's where i'm gonna go with that and even if you're dreaming about it if you're you shouldn't even that that even if it's not really happening you shouldn't even be thinking about it um my takeaway is um 
Y'all watch that bitch who be like too jealous of what you doing. <laughs> you know, we all have friends who want to just make sure, you know, they're looking out for our best interests. We're like, you got to watch them smart, snarky remarks and um, just watch that shit. Also, um, if your friend got a farmhouse and ain't no neighbors close by, don't go there. Don't go in there, girl. Don't go in there, girl. Like, I'm, like I'm, where? Where your family? Like, that, that may, I think that all move is where we recommend people not to go in their own damn houses, and and that was one of them because ain't nobody around. Like, there's nobody. There, you have no neighbors. None. I've seen too much shit that happens in the cornfield that ain't good. Jeepers creepers, children of the corn. It's just too much. No, well, you know children, what? There's too many jeepers creepers. Of the corn is the reason why I don't like cornfields. You know, it's the reason why I don't like cornfields. It's the reason why I don't like small towns. Nothing good comes of them. You get killed in cornfields and little religious maniacs kill the adults in town. And, you know, no, you don't want to drive through that. You don't know. So if you're driving near a cornfield, definitely hurry up and get the fuck off that road. But if that cornfield is connected to a small town, just fucking kill yourself. Get it out the way because you're not going to survive. You, you're not going to survive. Let me tell you where I'm not going. Unless it's like a beach resort, some shit like that. If it take more than 10 minutes for me to get to like a gas station or some kind of store, I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going. What's the closest store? Right. <laughs> For me, if 42 minutes, I'm not going. Right. If the closest, first of all, if the closest store ain't Walmart or Target or, or, or some other big ass fucking stupid ass store, like, you know, Big Lots or something, I'm not going. Second of all, if those particular stores are about 45 minutes to an hour away, I'm not going to this place. I'm, I'm not going to this place because that means your police department got literally three people in it. No, I'm not going to this place. And it's going to take them too long to get there. I'm not. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. No. Girl, we can FaceTime your family. No. <laughs> no, no thank and while we're going over there to study, y'all can't go nowhere else to study. Y'all ain't got no library. libraries at universities to study at. Li whole fucking libraries. We ain't got to go to your mama house. We. That's probably why Marie killed her ass. Bitch, we ain't got to be... I'm already obsessed with you. I don't need you to be around other people that's going to take your attention away from me. You already be fucking around and leaving me for boys to go do God <laughs> whatever with a, with, a, with a pussy that I'm, ex, I'm obsessed with. And then you obsessed about this, this dude that ain't even single. And I'm, try, I'm trying to give you my heart, you know, and now you got to bring me around the family and they got to take your damn attention too. Like, nah, I'm, I'm sick of your shit, Alex. I'm sick of your shit. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Watch out for people's attention. And also just, um, you know, um, I know we're being kind of funny, but like everybody, uh, another big takeaway is um, everybody just check on your mental health. Like yeah. just everybody, like if you're feeling any type of way, because Lord knows we came out of the panini and it tried everybody. I know it tried me. And you know, there are days I just get tried just cause. So like really assess what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. And if you need the help, help yourself. And if you see a friend or family member that's in need, you seeing some signs, get them some help too. 
And um, if you see somebody that's just fucking crazy, stay away from their ass, for real. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think uh, that kind of wraps up what we've been talking about today. This is a wonderful episode. I'm glad that we reunited and broke this shit down. Yeah. And um, yeah. we got, um, me and Tuck got two other episodes on the docket that we're going to do and I can't wait I'm to cover those because yeah. you you y'all thought we yeah. was talking cash shit and doing whatever on this episode. Just wait to those. So um uh, yes, I cannot wait. Yes. Wait. We'll we'll let y'all know what they're gonna be soon, but um yeah, I, I cannot wait for those. I'm actually really, really excited to dive into those two films. So yes, yeah, so um, you know, stay tuned and uh don't forget to uh, follow us on our social media network. Um, uh, we're Don't Go In There Girl Pod on uh, IG. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're DGITG Pod on Twitter. Yes. Uh, we, you can follow the Don't Go In There Girl Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to send us a note, comment, question, if you'd like for us to sponsor your company you can uh hit us up at don't go in there girl at gmail.com uh, for all business inquiries and things like that uh, and let's continue to have a conversation about this movie i know um i'm sure we'll post something because we want to get your feedback on not only this episode but just this movie and you know just kind of continue the conversation because we love to converse with you guys yeah we'll definitely all right so go on all this social media leave us some comments and interact with us more because we definitely want to be able to talk with you guys more be able to do more episodes of movies you want to hear about so Mm -hmm. exactly Exactly. do all of that shit go on there right after you listen to this goddamn episode how about you do that how about you do that (laughs) all right well thank you so much for listening uh it's miss b signing off and along with toots we